Fred Bear once said, immerse yourself in the outdoor experience. It will cleanse your soul and make you a better person. Welcome to the Rooted Outdoors Podcast, where we dive deep into the mental, emotional, and spiritual side of hunting. And now your hosts, Dave Ashworth and Corey Bauman. Welcome to the Rooted Outdoors Podcast. I am one of your co-hosts and co-founders of Rooted Outdoors, Corey Bauman, and I'm with my good friend, Dave Ashworth. What's up, dude? Man, what is up? That is a, <laughs> you just can't start with that question since we haven't talked in six years. You just can't. Dude, I'll uh, tell you, here's the thing. We're not going to mention the R word at all ever again. The relaunch of the podcast. No, we can't. I feel like we've done that several times. We can't. So look, here's the deal. We're going to do our best to get the best content and get as many episodes as we can out and get back into a routine after both of our lives have been just turned upside down in good good ways and challenging ways too but uh we're yeah. back we are back and i'm excited we whenever i'm not doing it i'm always like thinking about it and missing it and then like someone will ask about it and i'm like man like why why are we not doing this mm-hmm. uh and then i look back and think like if we had been doing this podcast consistently for years, like how many cool relationships we would have built and people we would have met and stories we could have told. And I just regret it a lot. And uh, we got to change. We had to change it. I feel like we, we're going to talk a lot about obedience tonight. Yeah. It's being a big theme. Big time. And I feel like we've been called to do this podcast in a very specific way. Yeah. And I feel like we just need to be, more obedient in that um amen plain and simple so amen appreciate appreciate that hey why don't we uh why don't we pray to open it up tonight i would love no, to we're just we're gonna fly by the seat of our pants tonight. we are uh, we are nothing uh, like a good prayer to start to start the podcast so let, let me pray quick let me yeah, pray absolutely. jesus thank you uh for this time to get together just to chat um god i know you put it on our hearts to uh, do this podcast and talk about uh, important things related to our passion for the outdoors and hunting, but talk about much deeper and much bigger things as it relates to that. God, I pray that um, you will just continue to instill that passion in us. But most importantly, we just want to follow your plan. Uh, so I pray that you guide our conversation tonight. Pray that it will uh, bless some people challenge some people encourage some people stir some people up whatever you have um but pray that you will just guide our conversation here tonight and guide our podcast in the future whatever that may entail pray all these things in your name amen amen thank you buddy my goal tonight really is to be as and i shouldn't say that we always are but like is to be a complete open book as i possibly can and vulnerable and yeah. all that stuff because i feel like especially as guys, you know, sometimes that's tough for us to do that. And especially on a podcast that you know. Know, hopefully lots of people listen to, but yeah, I plan on being as open as I can. Hopefully people will kind of learn from my journey over the last year. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, why don't you, I know we'll go into it deeper, but why don't you give us just kind of like, you know, a 10,000 foot overview of what's been happening in your life, where you're at, 
Um, yeah. Not get into too much detail because I know that one, we want that to be, and I want that to be a big part of this podcast, but just kind of the overview um, as a starting point. Yeah, man. Things are good, man. Things are, things are good. It's been a, a crazy, I would say year, you know, a whole year probably for like just mainly just the career. Um, you know, I, and many of you know, just cause I've posted about it, I've done videos and, and, you know, put it on social media and try and share my journey, uh, with now what is whitetail properties. So many of you probably know what whitetail properties is. If you don't, um, it is a, uh, Really, it's a real estate company, um, but there's so much more to, to Whitetail Properties. They started in 2007, and uh, they had a TV show. They still have the TV show on Outdoor Channel, but essentially, I was, which I'll talk about more, but I was given this amazing opportunity to become part of the Whitetail Properties family and become a land specialist with them. Uh, and so I've been doing that now since, uh, let's see, so I went through orientation in April, was out in Illinois, Pittsfield, Illinois, and then uh, came back and hit the ground running. And it's been awesome. It's been incredible. Uh, it's also been challenging. It's, you know, I've been, excuse me, I've been down that road of launching businesses. And so it's like launching a whole new business with a with an incredible support and incredible resources and tools and brand and all that good stuff. But it's been, it's been cool. So that's really what I've been up to. And you know, that's only the only thing I've really been doing, right? It's like launching yeah. a new business. That's pretty much absorbs yeah. most of your time. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a lot. That's a lot. But um, man, I'm, I, I remember, and we'll, we'll get into it more when we first started talking, just how excited I was of like you potentially doing that. Like, I feel like it just fits you so well. So definitely want to dive into that more. Um, what about on like the the hunting front? Like anything going on? Anything you're working on? Looking forward to just mm. anything hunting related? You know, I'm really looking forward to deer season this year. Not like I I don't want to say I wasn't looking forward to it last year, but I feel like I'm I'm starting to think about it earlier this year than I did last year at all. And I think that's maybe just because I had started waterfowl hunting a few years back, and that was kind of like absorbing all my brain space because I was so excited yeah. to like keep learning and still am sure. and, and I'll do a ton of duck hunting and obviously we have a dog. So, but deer hunting, I've been having a lot of conversations, probably a lot of just because of, of the space I'm in now and the, the industry that I'm in now and the, the, the business I have is literally talking about, you know, hunting properties. So I met some really cool people. In fact, this past weekend, uh, I, um, uh, went out and shot a, uh, 3d, not a tournament. Um, it's just, it's at a club here in DFW and I shot a 3d range. Um, and haven't done that in a long time. I don't think the last time I did, it was probably total archery challenge with you. It's <laughs> a long time ago. DA. long time ago. So just, you know, shooting my bow more In fact, just shot my bow tonight, like just getting into it, looking at getting a new bow, like just, I don't know. I'm excited for deer season this year. And, yeah. um, I think, getting back into it a little bit more than I have, you know, over the past few years. And then of course we have our Illinois trip coming up in November, which I'm really looking forward to because that's, that's a bucket lister. So for sure. Yeah, for man. Sure. How about it's you? Good, man. It's good. Um, you want me to start with well, hunting? Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say there's a lot there. Um, hunting wise, and then let's, let's kind of yeah. like go in reverse a little bit as to like, so hunting wise, mm -hmm. it's going to be a little bit different for you this year. Yeah, it is. It is. So, um, you know, we moved in the past couple of weeks, whenever this comes out, probably a month or so. 
Um, so in a new area, I'll, I'll, I'll still hunt some, some similar spots. Um, but there's definitely a lot of new spots that I'll be able to hunt. Uh, I, I think, uh, from deer hunting standpoint, what I'm most excited about, um, and probably turkey hunting too, is to just invest time in a new area that I know I'm going to be at for a long time. Um, you know, where I lived before, I, I didn't really have like, you know, a ton of public land around. Like there was some, but nothing like really close. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of public land around here that I can get to. I mean, one is literally through my backyard yep. um, that I can get to. And so like, you know, you can invest time into that for years and years to come. And that like will just compound on itself. And so I think I'm most excited about like starting that journey of like some new places to hunt and learning some new places, uh, you know, still going to hunt the farm closer to the farm. I'll, you know, I have my own property here that I'll be able to hunt. Um, I think around my property, what I'm most excited about is more the opportunity to do like some habitat management. Yeah. And that probably won't happen as much this year. Um, but leading into the winter and then into next year, I'll start getting after some of that. And that's, I'm really excited about that. Um, I think there's some, some really cool opportunity there. Um, and then our, in our Illinois trip, um, never hunted the Midwest. Um, we've made some really good connections and then, you know, you transitioning to whitetail properties, but more good connections. And we're learning a lot about Illinois Yep. And uh, just excited to just experience that and be on that that adventure together. Um, that's going to be really fun. That's going to be really fun. Um, it is. It is. But uh, but I would say hunting wise, just this kind of this whole new area, exploring, figuring out like what I want to be doing around here, um, and then the habitat management on my own land. I think is going to be the um, the two things I'm most looking forward to. I'm excited for the habitat. I know we've talked a little bit about that kind of stuff, but the more yeah. and more I dive into that on, on my end and meet people, I've met some great connections and just learning about just different habit, just different stuff you can do with the habitat trees. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just cool stuff that I'm looking forward to. Like you being able to have that, like, you know, that, um, uh, I guess that like, blank slate almost right like i mean your property is pretty much timber i mean that's literally it is it is is. um but that 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 there's a lot of opportunity that comes with that too like it's the good thing is it's a lot of good timber so it's like we have a ton of oaks on our property tons um which is which is awesome um and most of what's around here is there's some ag fields a lot further down the mountain Mm -hmm. Um, but what's around here is open hardwood. So if you can create some thicker areas or some more food, I, I really believe that you can have, have some good success. I do. Cause if you just zoom out and look at it, it's nothing but like open timber, honestly. And so just a little bit of change, I think could have a really big impact, which is what I'm excited to like learn and tinker with and play around with. Um, cause that's not something I've ever really I've like learned about it some, but I've never really had an opportunity to do something like that. Yeah. And so now having to be able to do that, um, something that I'm really looking forward to like learning about. So, well, I'm excited to get out there and just walk around, even if it's just come out for like a long weekend or something, I'm going to try and make it work. So, (laughs) yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting to be out here. It's, uh, it doesn't feel real a lot of the time. Um, Yeah, I bet. 
So tell me about like the, the, how I know like you're in the house now, Mm -hmm. but maybe some of us, some of the people that are listening don't know the whole story. So like you maybe just, you don't Mm -hmm. tell the whole thing, but go back and like, like, Mm -hmm. you know, what made you move out there? Did you buy a piece of land and like, what, what was Mm -hmm. that process like for you? Yeah. So we, I guess it was probably three and a half years ago, maybe we started tossing around the idea of like moving to this area. Uh, Emily is from here. Um, my business was going more virtual, more remote. And we were like, we can really live anywhere. Um, I like the idea of being in more like, uh, there are mountains based. There are mountains. They're not huge mountains, but they're mountains. Um, a lot of trees, a lot of woods, a lot of ag field, and just like more space out here. Um, I just kind of was like, man, like that, that like fits our lifestyle a lot better than, than where we were at. Uh, and you can get a lot more for your money than you can back where we were from, which, you know, Chester County, most people probably don't know they're listening, but it's, <laughs> is a very expensive area, um, to live in. And, um, it's just not something that we were going to be able to do uh, to get what we wanted in that area. Um, and so we started looking for houses. We actually bid on three houses in this area. We didn't, we didn't end up getting them. We came actually in second on all three, which was really, really frustrating. Um, but looking back was, was obviously part of all part of God's plan for, for what he had for us. Um, I started talking to a guy that, that Corey and I know, um, who we, um, who leased used to have a, like a lease company, hunting lease land, whatever. And uh, I had actually leased a piece of property with him. It had to be six years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know anything about this area then. I didn't know my wife. I didn't know anything. And he's like, hey, I have this piece of property in this little town. There's some really big deer. Like, do you want to go in on it with me? He's like, I'm leasing this one for myself. And I was like, okay, sure. So like he was sending me pictures of deer. I, I didn't hunt it that much. I did hunt it in a rifle once. Saw a giant um at last light didn't get a shot but um but as i was kind of just i posted a couple things on facebook he reached out and was like hey you should check out this person because where we used to hunt they subdivided it and there might be some pieces of land that are for sale and sure enough like i got the list and i was like man that's that's literally exactly where i used to hunt like i should go and check it out and we drove up here not expecting much and we got out and we're like man this is like is like really cool back here and um like you know where it was and like you know it was all trees though so it was hard to have a vision of what it would look like um we were like man like this i feel like we should we should go for this like this is like once in a lifetime the price was really good compared to the market um the the land wasn't even on the market it was like a private sale that was Mm -hmm. just through this this real estate person so we bought the land um and then it was just literally a blank slate of trees like well where do you want to put the house and like everything from scratch uh, which was a really cool process we had an awesome builder um but that's that's where we're at now so literally the ground that i'm sitting at now and living on was was a piece of ground that i had had a hunting lease on like six years ago it's crazy Um, and it was like even back then, I remember saying like, and over the years, if someone was like, hey, where, where are some of like the biggest deer you've ever seen? I'd be like, oh, there was this lease that I had in this area, Yeah, uh, which is which is crazy. Um, and so here we are. Here yeah. we are. And it's, uh, it's very secluded, very quiet. 
Um, but man, I'm, I, it's just hard to believe that this is like where we're living. Like, dude, it's it really so is. cool. I'll make sure that I put the pin uh, in the yeah, description put the, on the yeah, on the put the pin. So yeah, I'm busy you. That's all right. That's all right. Put it right in there. Come on out. Oh, no, man, that is is so cool, man. It's been I know you've had some challenges with the build and stuff like that, just like anybody does. But like, I'm I'm so glad you're there now. And, you know, I can envision you. I think about you sometimes in the morning. I'm like, man, I wonder if he's on his porch right now having a cup of coffee, Mm -hmm. just like watching the watching his back, you know, backwoods. Yeah, it's cool. I so this morning, um, my 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 daughter was awake and we have just a couple like of the ring cameras and I got a notification. I was like, that's probably a deer. And so I was like, let's go, let's go look out the window. So we go out back. Uh, and there's two doe in our backyard with three fawns. Oh, in the that's backyard, so awesome. Just like running around and playing. And we watched them for like 15 minutes, just like run around and play. And like, that's I it, don't know, man. like, it's just like, the, like I was watching them, but like I was watching her. And she just like was glued to this. And she's like, daddy, look at this, look at this. And it's just like, I, you can't put a price on that. Nope. Like you can't, like, that's like the coolest thing. And like, she's going to get to grow up like doing and seeing that type of stuff. Um, and that like all of like the stress and everything we went through to get here, like moments like that, like make it all worth it. Heck yeah, dude. Heck yeah, yeah. man. So that's, was, that's what it's all about right there. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah, so. that's awesome, man. I'm looking forward to yeah seeing all the memories you create there with the fam and and then we create too. So for sure, I'll, yeah, I'm we'll, hope, we'll have, I'm have some times the, here. Yeah, I'm hoping to be the first one to shoot a booner there. So that's right. Yeah, you're welcome to. You're welcome to. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> uh, this is recorded, so just remember that, guys. I will. I will. <laughs> Everybody will remember. Um, but so the house, and then also we had um our second baby. We had a son yeah. in March. Um, so that like the combination of, um, having a baby and having a three-year-old and building a house, like to say it's been a crazy season, um, would be an understatement. And now we're in the process of selling our house. It's actually, when we're recording this, it's getting listed tomorrow, actually. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I, I feel like we kind of have a light at the end of the tunnel a little bit where like get through a couple of those things and like start to get settled. And then we can like, you know, start to like, just build our life here basically where it's felt, it's felt very unsettled for quite a while because we are living at this other house. We're seeing this house being built and what our life going to look like. And it's hard to like feel settled in that season. Um, And so I'm looking forward to getting settled, getting settled in here. Yeah, I can imagine. It's a lot to move. It's a and lot. I know, I know how you are, and I know how you guys wanted to have yeah. everything, you know, unpacked yeah. in a couple of days. <laughs> we, we did pretty good. It's we did pretty good. Um, there's still some left, but we're we're in pretty good shape now. That's so good. once get this other house sold, we'll be be feeling feeling pretty good, hopefully. Well, so before you know it, dude, you'll be driving your tractor around your property, just doing I, just doing stuff like doing I can't whatever. Wait. I can't wait for that. Just moving dirt, just and moving trees stuff. And- yeah. just knocking stuff over putting stuff in like just whatever <laughs> the best that's the best man i can't wait uh, cannot cool, wait so um cool. but let's um let's transition into like i know what we wanted to have a big part of this podcast was just you sharing some of your story mm-hmm. of you know how you got to where you're at today because i think there's a lot of 
lessons in that. Um, and so I want to, I want to dive into that and I may like interrupt a couple of yep. times just to like, you know, prod a certain question or a certain thing. Cause I think that there's a lot there. Um, and I want to make sure that we're, you know, touching on some of like the, the real spiritual lessons, because that's the biggest part of this whole thing. Um, but, but I'll kind of just turn it over to you to just start from where yeah. you want to start, um, and share your story and then I'll jump in if I, if I feel like there's something, uh, you know, you know, people I think would benefit from going a little bit deeper on. Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Um, just to kind of like a, almost a quick backstory for those of you that don't know. So I, I was working for a company, uh, as a W2 employee essentially, and, um, was running operations for a company prior to that. So that's what brought us out to Texas, excuse me, um, years ago, our headquarters was actually in Plano, Texas. And so it brought, brought us out here before that. And where I met Dave was in Pennsylvania, where I grew up and I was actually in real estate for 11 years, uh, in the residential side of real estate, um, when I met Dave actually, and, um, you know, enjoyed real estate, uh, but, uh, just had an opportunity, just an amazing opportunity to, to really just jump into a company and kind of help grow the company, help, you know, put systems in place, help the hiring process, just do a lot of things where I felt like I could have a larger impact on, on small business owners, which is, was, is my passion, one of my passions. Right. So I did that. We moved out to Texas and started a life out here and so I want to jump in there yeah. already. Yeah, yeah. I'm jumping in already oh, because yeah. there was a um, there was a moment to get out here, I guess, too, right? <laughs> there was, there was. Well, there's two. So Corey was my realtor when I bought my house, and there's some stories in that. Woo, so we don't flashback. <laughs> we won't get into that now. That's not what I was going into. But um the uh you know, the the move to Texas was a big deal um in many ways you know, uh, from an, from, you know, my perspective, looking at like your life, I feel like, and you, you, maybe you feel differently. I don't know, but I, I feel like your faith took a major leap when you took a leap to move your whole family to Texas. Like mm -hmm. I, re I can specifically remember having a conversation standing in my bedroom with you and you're, you told me this and like, you know, it, it like hurt a lot. Cause I was like, this is one of my best friends. It's like leaving. And we were like doing such cool stuff, but at the same time, it's like, God's calling him to go there. I'm going to support him a hundred percent. And then to see that level of like faithfulness was very encouraging and challenging to me. Um, but I, but again, like from, from an outsider's perspective, I do feel like you taking that huge leap really did like have a, a, a profound impact on your faith. Um, and there's a lot of lessons I think to learn in something yeah. like that. For sure. And I, and, and I'm glad you stopped there because, you know, like I was a believer before I met you, but I think like you have always been, kind of that met that spiritual mentor for me and I tell people that all the time like when I talk about you and stuff and I'm like Dave's just solid he's just like yes he's not perfect we're not perfect we're humans but Dave is always solid when it comes to like 
you know, asking for advice or things like that. And I remember, and I tell people the story and I'm, you probably remember too. And I remember exactly where I was in Pennsylvania. I was in my car and I had called you up and I was like, I was battling it because, you know, we have all of our family still in Pennsylvania and Bryn at the time was, so Bryn was three. I mean, she was pretty young, you know, her grandparents were there and stuff. And it's like, man, we're moving, you know, to Texas potentially. And I said, dude, I don't know what to do. Like, I, I feel like it's the right thing to do. And instead of like what most people would do and try and rationalize it and like pick it apart and see like why, you know, what the reasons would be, you're like, dude, you just got to pray about it. Like you and Jen have to pray about it and just keep praying about it. And I was like, not that I wanted more of an answer, but it was the right answer. I mean, it truly was. And we did a lot of praying about it and Jen and I did. And, and then we made that decision. Really God made the decision, but we, we surrendered to what God wanted us to do. Um, And that's what got us out here. Which is a big deal because like, there's a lot of times and I can think of a ton of times in my life where like, I know God was telling me to do something a lot smaller than move my family halfway across the country. And like, I was scared to do Mm -hmm. it. But the fact that you were called to this such a big thing and you're like you know what like we're we're doing this like this is where god's calling us um is huge like it's so huge it It, it was huge and there was a lot of unknowns but like you know we were faithful and we we both had strong faith when we moved out here and you know it's it's funny because now even i look back and i think there was times where god nudged me a little bit and said not not audibly i didn't hear anything but like would put in my would put in my brain that I didn't really move out here for the company. Like, yes, I did in a way like that was part of it. But like, there was more, there was more that was going to come. And like, we've got we've got really rooted in our church. And I learned how to like, serve. Um, And I and I and we serve as a family in our church. And like, we got rooted in that community. And just, I don't know, like we were able to build a house here and now we're in an amazing community here. And the things that God had in store for us, that really the lesson is, is that God has so much in store for all of us. And and it's hard to see that. And it's hard to be obedient because as humans, we want, we want to decide (laughs) what's next. Right. Right. And we do have to make decisions obviously, or else we would just sit here, but that got us out here. And once we got out here, I was like, man, these things are just you know, all these things are coming into play, you know, coming and it was just cool. Cool to see. Yeah, it is cool. It is cool. Well, that was a little bit of a tangent, but please continue. Yeah. Yeah. So we got out here and, uh, you know, took over operations for the company and, um, you know, had a good run there. I really did. I had a good run, a lot of opportunities to grow. And, um, you know, we had, uh, we had kind of gone through, I wouldn't say a restructure, but similar to a restructure of the last several years, and, you know, things were, things were challenging. I mean, there was definitely some challenging times where I felt like, man, maybe I'm not in the right role, you know, like maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not meant to be in operations and looking back on it now, like I, I was probably in that role way too long, uh, meaning that I was very, I'm, I'm a very loyal person and I was loyal to the company. I was loyal to the owner and the founder of the company. And so I was, I was very much a, I'll do whatever, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. Just tell me what you want done and I'll do it, that kind of thing. And what ended up happening is that I really am more of a people person and I ended up working myself into a desk job, essentially. Um, And I, and I lost that touch with, 
uh, it was a membership based organization with small businesses. And I lost that, that, that kind of personal touch, that communication, the relationship I had with the members and stuff. And I started to lose that. And so it really just became a, came a desk job to me. And I was really trying to fight to see like what the next opportunity would be. And, um, along that time was, so last October I was at, um, I was at a dog training event in Alabama through Cornerstone Gun Dog Academy. We've actually had Josh Parman, one of the owners, um, him and his dad and uh, Barton Ramsey founded that company and they do member weekends, right? So you bring your dog, you do some training, hang out, fellowship, whatever. Well, it was the last day. This was in Alabama and Charlie and I were there and we were sitting, I was sitting on my tailgate and Charlie was sitting there laying down, wait, we were waiting to run. So there was, you know, we're, there were different stations. So we were waiting and this truck, comes down the the road and dirt road and turns in right next to us. And then as he's turning in, I see the Whitetail Properties logo on the side. And I knew kind of what Whitetail Properties was. Like I knew the TV show and stuff like that, but not really, you know, I didn't know everything. And he pulled in and guy gets out um, and uh, comes, comes to the back and we sit there and we just start talking. I was asking him questions about, you know, the company and, and uh, just, you know, kind of hit it off. We were just talking, you know, and we had our dogs there. It was pretty cool. We exchanged numbers and I didn't really think anything of it. I mean, we just, we traveled back from Alabama. And uh, by the way, James Walker is the land specialist name. So James, if you're listening to this, man, I, I really, that was the start of this whole thing for, for me, man. I just appreciate you. So if he's listening <laughs> at some <laughs> point, appreciate James for God, just planting James right there at that moment. And I left and I really didn't think anything of it. I went back to reality, to my life and, you know, my role uh, with the company at the time. And a few weeks later, uh, James called, I believe James called me and uh, we just started talking again. And I, we really had no huge direction with it. I mean, I had asked a lot of questions about the company and, you know, one thing led to another and he just introduced me to a couple people at headquarters with Whitetail Properties. And by the way, about this whole thing's going on, like I'm still like, ah, I don't really know real estate again. Like, I don't know if I want to go into real estate. And I wasn't like super unhappy to the point where I wanted to like leave the company I was with. It was just, you know, there was some some challenges going on with that company and, and my role there. And, you know, the the I guess the lesson behind it is that as as the months started to unfold and as the conversations started to continue, my wife really was the one that was encouraging me to listen to the doors that were opening and the doors that were shutting, because there were certain doors that were shutting with the opportunity or the the company I was working with at the time, and there was doors that are, were opening with whitetail properties, except I really wasn't being obedient. This is where the whole obedient thing comes in. I really wasn't like I was open to it, but I still was, I was letting my, how do I say my human loyalty and being really obedient to the company I was working for rather than being obedient to God. Hmm. And I had some really good conversations. Um, and like thinking back on it now, I'm like, man, those doors were like wide open. And I remember the last, the last one, Jen and I were talking one night and I had just had a conversation with our broker uh, in Texas. And he's like, well, look, you know, I don't know, maybe there's a, there, there might be a territory open. They weren't, they weren't even sure. Right. And so we kind of, I told him where I was and he's like, well, I'll get back to you, you know? And Jen was like, well, 
you know, if, if there's a territory open and it's within, you know, driving distance, I mean, it it's there, it's laid out for you, you know? And well, when you know, sure enough, mm -hmm. two days later, I had a ended up having a conversation. I got an email and the territory is literally an L around DFW and it's six counties right around where I live. You know, and there's territories taken south of me. There's ter territories taken east of where my territory is. Those, all those territories are taken. So there was like this L right around where we live that God carved out <laughs> and said, this is your opportunity. Now go take it, right? And the cool thing I think is like my obedience, I started to be more obedient. Jen was urging me to do that, but I started to be more obedient as I saw like doors shutting and they were very clear doors, like very clear, like doors were shutting and others were opening. And it was, it's interesting how, like, if you've ever been through something like that and you're really paying attention to what God's doing, it's very deliberate. There would be a door closed and a door open within, I'm telling you some days it was within minutes. There'd be, this door was closing and within minutes I'd hear something from something else happening and it'd be like, you'd be like, Hey, look, it, you know, it was almost God going, Hey, look, like I got you. Like it, it's over here. Yeah. I'm over here. Like it's over here. Just mm -hmm. trust me, you know? And it was, but it was really hard. Um, and I, and you and I had talked a lot about that and I, you know, it's hard when you're with a company for so long um, you put so much time and so much effort and so much your heart into everything that you want it to be. Um, and you envision like that being your final stop in some ways I did, you know, I didn't really see anything past that. And so it was hard, but at the same time, it became more and more clear that, you know, I, and there was times where I'd be like, why me though? Like I saw some of the caliber of guys, you know, that they were taking, taking in through the interview process at Whitetail Properties. And I'm like, but why me? But what I realized was that what they look for is character and person and experience. And in fact, they don't really hire real estate agents. So I'm actually an anomaly. They don't hire people with real estate experience. Normally, they don't want that anyway, just because they want people with a passion heart for the outdoors and land and people that know how to run businesses. And what I realized actually, as I was going through this interview process that like these things would come out and I'd get like, well, like I know how to network. I built a pretty big network. That's one thing. It's huge. I know how to build a system. I know how to manage people. I know this. I know that. And I've learned that all these skills and things that God has been teaching me over the years and sales and different aspects and the past real estate experience of being able to guide somebody through a transaction, which is the biggest piece of the puzzle anyway. Yeah. These All these things came together and they said, look, like here is like God has given you this passion for the outdoors. And now we're going to combine this whole thing together. And I think it's hard sometimes too, even now, because, you know, people say like, they want to do what they, uh, you know, they, they want to, they want to work in the outdoor space or they want to like work in the sports industry or something like that, but they don't, they don't know how to get into it. And they're like, oh, like, it's just like, it's, it's almost like it's a dream. Like there's no road for it. There's no way to get into it. And I, and I had this road and I had this path that like God laid out for me. And we've talked about it over the years, like how cool it would be to like work in the outdoors. And here it is. I'm here. I'm working in the outdoors. Um, it's, and it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> it's, it's really cool. So I don't know. I don't know how, what else you want to talk about, but like, yeah. Yeah. Ask away. I have, if you have questions yeah. Or. I do have some questions, but 
it is cool man like um i remember some of the first conversations and like you were telling me about the company and and i could you know you tell me about things at work and i was like man like i know this is a hard decision but like this is so obvious what you should be doing right now like everything over here is closing and everything over here is like wide open and it like is I don't know. It was just like perfect for you. Like, this is exactly what you should be doing. Like everything that you've done and who you are and the way you approach things is like, you couldn't like drop a better thing for you to be doing. Like, mm. honestly, I don't think so. I think it's like perfect and the solid company, solid, like everything about it's awesome. Um, I'm a little bit jealous that that's <laughs> what you're doing. Um, I do love what I do too. Um, but you know, someday who knows, but I think it's such a cool thing. What, what you are getting to do and experience and uh, yeah. super cool. W one of the questions that I had as you were talking was, you know, one of the things you are and you talked about is very loyal. Um, and that is generally a very positive thing. Um, but in this situation, like you also mentioned that it could be potentially could be a, a negative thing as well. Um, and so I'm curious, like uh, just the dynamic of that, because I'm sure forever you just thought, okay, I'm very loyal and this is a positive thing, but it can be to a fault as well. Mm -hmm. So like, what has God taught you and revealed to you through that? Yeah. Like, I think it's one of the strongest traits you have is your loyalty, but what is God like teaching you through this whole process about that trait that he's instilled in you and how to use it properly and for his glory and not take it to a point where it's going to potentially stop you from following his plan. And that not only is for you, but that could be applied to um, yeah. you know, other traits that people have been given that maybe if it, if it goes too far for certain things, it could become to a fault potentially. So I'm just curious to hear a little more dynamic about that. Cause I think yeah. that's a big, a big theme here. Well, I think loyalty and obedience kind of go hand in hand. Um, so um, I'll kind of, I'll, I'll just share just a little bit more in depth, maybe of what like the struggle was I had a little bit and what mm -hmm. I realized. Um, so um, and I'm going to use the word provider because I think that's that that was one of the things that I really battled a little bit. And I think, um, you know, it's probably the number one thing that can be when it comes to finances, right? The number one thing can that can be your master if you're if you're not careful is your finances, you know. Um, and I think the 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 struggle I had was going from something that was a not that I didn't like what I was doing again, it was, it became a little bit more of a challenge, but it was like, I was loyal to what was, what I felt was providing for our family, which was this income. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't being obedient really to the Lord because um, it wasn't the company that I, it, like, it wasn't the, it wasn't the company I should have been obedient to. And that's really what it ended up being. And that, that's why I make it, it made it really hard. And it also created a lot of stress and anxiety for me. And Jen saw it, you know, and 
it was like, I didn't want to like let anybody down. Does that make sense? Like I didn't want to let anybody down. Um, but at the same time, I was like, no, this is like what I need to do. And what I realized is I just wasn't, I was trying to be loyal to, to a company that gave me a lot of opportunity, gave us an opportunity to come out to Texas, gave us an opportunity. But when I really sat down and I was like, but God gave us that, like God, get, God put that out there. Right. And he sure. said, this is for you. Um, and when I started to realize that I was like, no, dude, like you need to be obedient to the Lord. Yeah. And the Lord will provide for you. And and it's not like I didn't understand that concept before. I, you know, we tithe and all that stuff. Like I, I, um, I understand God provides, but of course. man, when you have to go from a salaried position <laughs> at, and I'm just, look, everybody's got their own thing. And, but I'll just lay ours out right at, sure. at 45, turn 46 in June, which isn't old. Like I, I get it, but like 46 leaving a W2 good income solid income, you know, job with a nine-year-old and a wife that has a photography business, but didn't work. I mean, didn't like have a W-2 income, right? She sure. works hard. Trust me. Um, yeah. It's a, it's, it like weighs on you, you know, but like it to show true obedience is literally what I did, right? Like, it's like, I am make I'm taking the step and God will provide. And what it's, a, what it's really allowed me to do is honestly get closer to God. And I, and I say that because, and I, and I'm, I'm guilty of it. I know you probably are at times too, but like, it's a lot easier sometimes to like, when you're going through rough things to get, to get closer to God or to have a better discipline in praying and stuff like that. Cause you're praying for things like you need, you know, when things are going great, sometimes it's like things are flying. God, I, I got this. Like it's, I got this right. Not 100%. God got this. And so it's, but it's allowed me to be, to, to get closer to the Lord, I think, and just spend that peaceful time with him each day and to really pray, um, you know, and be really thankful, like always praying for what God provides first, you know, like just always, like always providing. And it's, it's starting a new business, you know, and we've, we've worked through some things and, you know, um, you know, financially, like, it's going to be probably a challenge for a little while, but I haven't felt stressed really. And I know that's crazy to say, but like, I haven't really felt stressed. Like I love what I do. Um, in fact, I've got a couple of things in, in the works already, you know, with, with the business that will provide income, you know, that kind of thing. So once I realized that I just needed to be, be obedient to these like open doors that he was providing for me and just trust it, everything else takes care of itself, you know? And just be a servant, like be a servant to people. That's, that's one of the things it's like every day. Like I just try to like, when I meet somebody like, you know, just be, be, um, you know, be a light to people, you know, especially in the real estate industry, because there's just a lot of, unfortunately, it's just, you know, how it is. I mean, the real estate agents just don't have a great reputation, which is why we don't call each other real estate agents. We call each other land specialists. <laughs> Good. <laughs> but, Do you need to change? Do you need to yeah. Change? But no, but that is one of our core values, right? Is to, is to actually to improve that, um, uh, I guess that, um, you know, I guess the, the way that they're the viewed, view. yeah, yeah, the way that real estate agents are viewed is to really to be professional, do the right thing, yeah. um, take the high road, no matter what, like those types of things are part of our core values. And I try and live that every single day. And so when people go, wow, that guy's different. It's like, why is he different? You know, um, right. cause I'm in this industry. 
I'm in the outdoor industry and I'm in real estate. So yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot out there. You know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of opportunity to be a light. Let's just say there that. is hundred percent, hundred percent. Um, man, there's so much there. I don't even know where to start. Um, I don't even need to like dive in super deep. I think a lot of what you said speaks for itself. Um, a couple things that did stand out. Um, and I think two, two things that come to mind. I think the first is, and this is for, for anybody is like, what, what is like your perspective on things, right? You talked about like provider, right? Like, are you the provider for your family or is God the provider for your Mm -hmm. family? Right. Um, like God's provided you and I, all of the opportunities that we have, right. We're, we're not the providers for our family. He is, Mm -hmm. he's given us those opportunities, but that's like a perspective shift that has to take Mm -hmm. place. And I know for me, like sometimes you have to go through some stuff mm-hmm. for God to be like, look, look, like I'm, I'm in charge here. Like, you know, you're not in charge here. I mean, I can't tell you how many times in our business that things will start going well. And I'll like, be like, you know what? Like I God, I, I got this for now. Like things are cruising along. And then I, I tell you, man, it's within like days that something happens. It, it's happened. It's been such a theme. But like, and then I just have to go back and be like, God, like this is, this is your business. This is, you're doing all of this. Like, this mm-hmm. isn't me. Um, like if you want us to, to, to go to here, we're going to go to there. And if not, then we're not going to. Um, but just that perspective mm-hmm. shift. And sometimes it takes like uh, a huge leap of faith like you took to have that shift in like, God, like, like, you know, uh, we need to rely on you completely, not on me. It's not about me. And if you're calling me to do this, you will provide, or you wouldn't put me in this situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes like the, how he provides is different. It looks different than we want it to look like. Right. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to remember too. Um, but he's, he still is going to provide like, yeah. And if you, you know, again, that perspective, like even bigger picture, not to go like super deep into like this spiritual conversation, but like as a believer in Christ, like he's already provided everything. Yep. We have, we have, we, we have nothing to fear on this earth. We don't have to fear the uh, lack of income or any death anything we have it already we have eternal life we're going to spend eternity with him we don't need anything else here but we don't live our lives that way i'll speak to myself i don't live my life that way most of the time i'm so worried about things of this world and where this is going to come from and how do i protect this and do this like that's god's already taken care of all of that like he sent his son to take care of all that all i have to do is be obedient to him now That's the only job that I have now is to be obedient to him. But he calls us to do things and take bigger steps sometimes to teach us what that obedience looks like, looks like. And that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. And I wanted to mention one other thing too, because you mentioned, you said something about, you know, taking that leap and being, being obedient had like a major impact on you, right? It had, it, it, 
I don't know the word you use, increase your faith. You didn't say that, but you said something along those lines. Um, but to me, it's, it's a lot bigger than that. Like when you're willing to take a leap of faith like you did and then give God the glory following his plan, not only is that having an effect on you, which is, which is important, that has an effect on your family, the people that are watching you like, man, like, how did, how does he have the faith to do that? Like your kids, man, like, like, I remember when my dad like stepped out and did this because that's what God called him to do. Well, what is God calling me to do? Mm-hmm. That's what they're going to think about someday. Mm-hmm. That's literally what they're going to think about someday when they have a big decision to face. Well, I remember when my dad stepped out and made this huge decision because that's what God called him to do. Well, that's generational impact. That's affecting a lot. And then they do it and their kids are watching. Mm-hmm. Now you're affecting generations. Now there's outside people that are listening to this podcast, people that have our family and friends of yours that see your life and see this step that you've taken um, and are challenged, like myself, they're challenged by what you've what you've done and this leap of faith that you've taken. That has a profound impact on people when someone is willing to take a leap of faith like that. Mm-hmm. And that can't be that can't be like undermined. We have to recognize that we can't like, and I know that that's not what you were doing, but for you to just say like, Hey, you know, this has really affected me and impacted me. Yes, that is true for sure. And that's what you can speak to, but it is so much more profound and so much greater of an impact than that. It truly is. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. I mean, that's, I mean, that's why I wanted to share it because I'm just, just, you know, just a, normal human being, just like everyone else is, you know, and we all go through different like walks and, um, you know, and this is like a whole, I don't want to dive too deep into this, but, you know, part of it too, is like, I felt like as doors were closing, I was like breaking, Hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, I felt like I was breaking a little bit, you know, and And it was almost like, and, and when we say this, we talk about this, we've talked about this before, but it's like, sometimes you got to be broken you know, before you, before you could really go, that's the door I need to go through. Right. And I think you I bet. was getting to be, I was broken. You bet. Um, and I was like, I, I, it's almost like you have no choice. Like you have no choice. Like God's just like, you're yeah. broken. Now go do this, you know? Right. Right. So it's, it's crazy. Yeah. There's, um. We, I, I saw it in church on Sunday. I forget where it is in the Bible. It's in one of the Gospels, I think. But God talks about the process of like pruning, mm. right? Yep. And the process of pruning, if you think about it, can be a pretty painful thing because things are being cut away. Things are mm. being broken off and cut away. But if you want to grow, you need yep. to prune that tree or that person. And so... Like, I often think about that in times where, like, like things just aren't going well or just I'm not, like, feeling it. Like, God is working most in those moments. He's yeah. pruning you. He's He's pre- preparing you for the next phase of growth, for that next growth, more fruit to come from your life. 
but that doesn't mean that that pruning process is not going to be painful. Like it is, and it's going to hurt. And sometimes if you want to experience the most growth and the most fruit, you need to have more of a pruning process, which is going to be even more painful. And so that could be a challenge, but that could be an encouragement to a lot of people too. Like if you're going through something and it's a real struggle and you don't, you don't really understand it. Like God is doing something in your life to prepare you for what's next for growth and for fruit. Yep. And we just need to remain faithful Yep. the best that we can. And it might be an hour and it might be five years. We don't know. And that's not our job to know. Mm-hmm. We just have to remain faithful. Like God, I know that you are going to take care of me. And I know this is the path. And even though it might hurt for, I don't know how long, like I'm going to remain faithful because I know what, I know what is happening. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And to just, to kind of cap that off is like, just think of it as there is a testimony at the end of every one of those. hundred percent. And some are way longer than others. That That's what's hard because as human beings, we, we, especially our society, we want everything tomorrow. We want everything to happen now. And we want it to happen our way. And it's just not it. And God creates not these it. challenges and these, well, you know, creates these opportunities for us that, um, that then become testimonies. If you just, if yeah. you're faithful enough. Right. And he wants us to share those. Like, I believe that. Right. Yeah. That's how hundred percent, hundred percent. And that could be through the story at the end, which is obviously always super powerful, but that could be during those trials too, how sure. we react to them. Right. Sure. And it may not be perfect in all the time, yep. but like we just continue to fight for what we know is right and fight for what God is doing in our lives. And people will see that. And, and yeah, the one thing you're saying too, and then we can, we can move on to, but I wanted to go back because it's, it's something I thought of when you, when you were talking about provider and you asked me like, who is a provider, which obviously God's the provider. Like I think of it as like, I like God and our teammates, like God, prov- God's going to provide finances like just use that as an example right he's going to provide the finances and the revenue but we're stewards of that he's not on earth 100 he's stewarding those things to us and we do have to take actions and make choices but we have to do it we have to do it to glorify him only and that's it if our choices align with glorifying god we will never go wrong 100 100 percent so that is for teammates. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have said it any better. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard to do. It's it is hard, hard to, to do. do. Yeah. And I'm not Very saying hard like, to do. Yeah. But, but that's it. It is that if you want to break yeah. it down, it is that simple yep. is like follow what he wants you to do with, with you know, everything in your life. It's hard to like give everything to God every day, but you literally have to so do hard. it every day, every day. We had, I had recently just had a salvation conversation with someone and the question came up about salvation and we've talked about this before, but you know, salvation is not a once and done like like salvation is like every day, like every day you got to give it to the Lord. Pick up your cross, pick up your cross daily and follow me. Yeah. Give your business to him every day, every day. So, and when you don't, it shows up, it will show up, it will show up. That is for sure. I've experienced that way too many times, way too many times. Mm, me too. <laughs> so, yeah. And that doesn't mean like, 
again, not to go off on a tangent, but I want to be clear that like, if you like follow his plan, like you're not going to like, I'm not talking about like the prosperity gospel stuff, right? Where it's like, if you follow his plan, you're just going to have all the money in the world and everything that you want because you follow him. That's not it. Right. At all. Um, but what you will have is worth way more than all that, which is joy and peace. And that's the only way you can get those things is by yeah. following his plan and knowing that you're doing that. Then you're going to have peace beyond yeah. the understanding that we have. I've had so many like awesome just moments. And I know like you could attest it, I guess, to like just having a little bit more control over my schedule and stuff like that. But man, yeah, I've had so many like, memories i've made since since i've made the transition to whitetail properties where it's where like i can just i'll find myself like fishing with Bryn or you know taking a minute like during the week like and just yeah. like i don't know man just yeah. just moments like that you know yeah. so la- last question yep. um and then we can we can start to wrap but like when you kind of get to something like this right like you're here and you're like you know this is where god calls you like is there temptation to look back and like regret some of the path and be like, man, like, why didn't I, why didn't I do this earlier? Or like, why did it take me so long to get here? Or, or is your, are you viewing it more like, you know what, like God was preparing me for this. And how do you like navigate that? Um, Because like, I feel like it would be very easy to be like, man, like this is what I should have been doing my whole life. Right. But that wasn't God's plan. So how do you, how do you like settle that score in your head? How do you go about doing that? Man, that's a tough question. That is a tough question. I think, um, I think p- part of me, maybe not so much now, but part of me did for a little while ago. Man, like you hung on too long, and and I made it more about like the position I had at the company I was with. Yeah. And I think that came from like looking at the process, going through the interview process with Whitetail Properties and seeing that and going like, man, like I could have been doing this years ago. But at the same time, I know God did prepare me for this new endeavor. For sure. And it wasn't just the growth moments. It was the moments that were really challenging, like dealing with people and list like one thing I really, it's just, just something that came to my mind, but one thing I really, I really feel like I, and, and Jen might say differently. I don't know. Oh boy. To this and she, I feel like I got, I got a lot better at listening. I still am. I have to be intentional about it. Right. But I feel like having a staff, you know, for, for quite a few years, being able to like sit in my office and like truly like shut down and listen. And that was like, always been a challenge for me. That really is just going to help me in yeah. life right? Moving forward sure. with clients and vendors and that kind of thing. But I've learned so much and I feel like God put me in those positions to help me learn and prepare and get there. So ultimately, I know that it was all part of the plan. Oops. It was all part of the plan. But yeah. I think the human side of me, the thinking side of me comes out every now and then and goes, but dude, what if you're doing this at 30? <laughs> like, dude, you'd have property already. Like you like, yeah, of course that comes out. But. Of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, but that's like not your journey, right? Like that's not the journey God took you on, right? Like this is the journey he took you on is very intentional. 
Um, and sometimes like, you know, you're not going to know all of the like pieces that, that came together. Right. And the reasons for things like some, some things we'll just never know. Like for you, it's, you probably will know a lot of it. It seems like, but there's probably still plenty of pieces that like things happened or, you know, the way things unfolded that you'll never know, but there's a reason for it. hundred percent a reason for it. Um, and maybe someday you will, but right yeah. now, like, you know, you just won't know those things. And and so, uh, yeah, I was just curious, like kind of that, cause I know that's something that I would think about a lot. Um, I was like, man, like, why, why wouldn't, why did like, why didn't I make this decision sooner? Yeah. Why didn't I do this sooner? Or what, you know, but that's not like God would have, open and close doors to get there sooner if that's you know how you know how people say like what would be like the one question you'd ask god when you get to heaven yeah (laughs) that'd probably be one that's a good one that's a good one (laughs) hey like like were you nudging me in different areas like you know was there another path earlier to whitetail properties that i missed right you'll never know yeah you'll you'll never know know. you'll never know um but at this point this is your path and you're here and it's really cool yeah, really so cool. not not really looking back to be honest. You know, yeah, you I'm can't to go. Yeah, <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, man. Um, any other pieces that you want to touch on? I know, um, we you know went pretty deep, and there was a lot a lot there that I think could, like I said, really encourage some people. Yeah, um, challenge some people, which is why I think. That was the main reason why we wanted to dig deep into this. Mm -hmm. Um, And, uh, you know, I would encourage anybody who is going through something uh, to, to, you know, reach out to Corey and and talk to him. If they're, if you're, if you're at like a crossroads of decisions in your life, um, you know, talk to him, process, pray through it together. Like probably he's not going to have an answer for you, which he shouldn't. Right. Like, I won't, you know, but can can talk through and, and provide some guidance since he you know obviously went through it. So I would encourage anybody listening, maybe there's someone out there that's in a very similar situation to uh to reach out. I think yeah. I think you would definitely enjoy doing that. Oh absolutely. Always open to that and just yeah. love love having new conversations yeah. and meet new people and yeah. Don't sure. have don't have the answers for sure, but I learned from you just yeah. to to tell everybody to pray through it. That's all you could do, man. That's all you could do. It's such a simple answer, but it is, it's what you need to do. And obviously I know you're probably not going to, but I am going to plug what you're doing. So anybody that is, and this could be, and I'll let you talk about too, but like any state anywhere, like they can talk to you. You can, if it's a, if it's not your area, you can get in touch with the right people, help talk through properties, talk through transactions, obviously if there's someone within your region obviously that's like a slam dunk um but i'll i want you to take a moment and just Mm -hmm. talk about like connections that would be helpful for you because i know people listen to this Mm -hmm. and so there could be people that are worth chatting with or connecting with so like that was my short plug for you to let you go in and talk about because i knew you probably wouldn't talk about it so yeah i mean i I think it's important to talk to talk yeah. about it certainly um yeah because my, my I mean my goal is to serve people like it's one of the coolest things I think about what I do is um while I while I will enjoy all different types of clients right I can envision myself really enjoying the person that is sitting there going 
you know, I can't afford a piece of property. Like I would love to have a hunting property, but I'm just going to lease, you know, they, they just don't know that they could afford it or whatever. And like taking somebody like that and guiding them through the process and opening up their eyes and going, I can literally stand on this piece of ground and like, I can own this piece of ground and this is what it would look like. Right. So like being able to cast a vision with somebody and help them through it. But I mean, ultimately I'm looking to really help people um, in the hunting space. I mean, we do, we do quite a bit of land, uh, different types of land too. So we, we, you know, we don't do any subdivision community homes, things like that, but we do country home. So if you know somebody, and again, like Dave said, this is any, so we're in, we're in 38 states, I believe right now, but just if you know of anyone, or if you hear of anyone that needs some help, we love to be resources. We are relationship-based. So even if it's not today or tomorrow, um, in fact, I've, in the past couple of days, I've hooked people up with land specialists all over the country, two in Pennsylvania, as a matter of fact, Um, you know. If it's somebody that's look just looking for to answer a question about something, it could be the simplest thing. Connect them with me, and I will I will guarantee you I'll find them, find them somebody. Um, if we you know if we have somebody yeah. in that space, and even if it's a a general question, we don't have a land specialist there yet. You know, I can be a resource to them uh, because you know it's not every day that somebody buys or sells property, but if it comes at a time where you do want to buy or sell property, it's not the time to start building a relationship. The time to build a relationship is now. <laughs> it's true. And I would much rather just build a relationship. You know, my thing is just how much, how can I add value to people and how can I serve people? So when the time is right, that I can guide them through that process and we can stand on their piece of property the day of settlement. And I can say, this is your piece of property. Now let's go put some trail cameras up and like do all that. Like that's the cool thing about yeah, it. Right. And so hunting, sure. hunting properties any kind of wreck property. So even if it's, um, they want to drive ATVs on and they don't want to hunt, they want to fish. They don't want to hunt like that kind of stuff too. Uh, we do timber, not a lot of timber where I'm at here in Texas, but all over the country, we do a lot of timber properties, country homes, like 20 acres and above. Uh, we do here in Texas, a lot of cattle ranches. So we do farm and ranch and a lot of equine, uh, facilities and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. I want to I want to say that there is a misconception out there that whitetail properties only sells big properties. I don't know why, but like people have that misconception. That's that's not necessarily true. Yeah. It's um, probably it's- I could say from an outsider's perspective, probably because that those are some of the ones that like if you look at like their videos on yes. like their page, they're these like you know, 400 acre Iowa whitetail paradise and so you see a lot of those, right? Cuz yes. they're they're marketed heavily understandably right like i would be marketing that heavily too they're amazing properties um but that's a lot of what you see like and i can speak to that being kind of more of an outsider that's probably why there is that conception of like hey this is what they sell yep for sure 100 um but you know i have one under contract right now that's 22 acres um pretty sweet little like waterfowl deer property like so it's it's all over the board um and then uh, lastly I'll, i'll leave you leave you guys with this because i think it's important to know because people do ask me this. They're like, well, what makes you different than, you know, the other land companies that are out there and stuff? And I think there's there's a couple big, big things that make us different. One is we have a national network that's built through the national brand of Whitetail Properties. So back to like the TV show, the exposure that we get through our brand, through that TV show, um, that TV show has is a, is um, 
you know, is produced by a production company called November Studios. November Studios actually does our production on our, our, our production videos on our properties that we list. So not every property, but like a premium property, we can, I can bring November Studios literally to Texas, or we can bring it to wherever your property is, and we can film for a couple of days and we can create this amazing marketing piece that, you know, that will sell your property. And we can expose it to our national uh, network of buyers. That's the biggest thing. When you list with us or when we help you, but like you're immediately being exposed to out-of-state buyers, which a lot of times when it comes to hunting properties, you're you're going to get an out-of-state buyer. Sure. And we just have a network like nobody does. We just really do. Like our network is huge and you get exposed to that when you, when you list a property, no matter where it's at. It's not just a local listing with like a residential real estate agent. It's way different. I mean, we specialize in that. So yeah. anyway, it's... That's the plug. Um, but if you just have any questions, I mean, certainly reach out to me. I'm, I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Um, and um, yeah. Yeah, we're, perfect. We're How do people get in touch with you if they wanted to? Yep. So uh, I have an Instagram now. It's um, Corey. Uh, it's just Corey underscore Whitetail Properties is my Instagram. And then Facebook, I believe is, man, I don't even have it in front of me. Go to Instagram and you'll see my my Facebook. Yeah. If you just if you just look up Corey Bauman Whitetail Properties on Facebook, you'll oh, find wow. it there. Yeah. Um, you can also uh, you know, I would go to just go to social media and send me a message, either Facebook or Instagram. And yeah. you know, I, my goal really is like with social media is to bring people on that journey of like what does it look like to walk a piece of property, educate people on different aspects of buying property. So that when you get to that point where you're looking to buy or sell, you go, Oh, I remember Corey talked about that. Like, and you can go click on the video and watch it again or whatever. Um, right. Just right. educate people because there's a lot that people don't know that they can do with I'm learning too, but uh, there's a lot you can do with a property and treat it like an investment. You can buy a raw piece of property and you can improve the habitat and you can increase the value. So it's, it's a lot of cool stuff out there. And, and I'm, cool. I love talking about it. So. It is cool. It is cool. I love it too. Yep. Well, any final thoughts here before about anything before we wrap up um, our, our podcast? Here? Not really just, um, just back to the obedience thing. I think it's, you know, it's, it's yeah. a challenge for sure. I think it's just about um, just, I think it's just doing a, an audit of like what you're being obedient to. Um, and look, it's okay to work a W2 job. Like, I mean, that, I mean, there's nothing 100%. wrong with that. I mean, lots, lots of people do it, but just be careful that you're not looking at your boss or your CEO or your president or whatever as your provider. Yeah. Like, Cause sure. he's not, and she's not. Sure. The Lord is, and just be obedient to the Lord. And yeah. um, you'll be, you, you'll be, you'll, you'll, your life will be filled with what much more joy. <laughs> yeah. Um, Amen to that. Yeah, man. I appreciate, I appreciate you and I appreciate your support. And I know many of our folks in our rooted outdoors community have reached out, messaged. Um, I've gone back and forth with people, you know, just so the support has been awesome. Um, yeah. and I'm looking forward to helping as many people as I can. Yeah. It's cool, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to see how things go and what comes of it. Um, I'm just, I, I told you what, I forget what I said, what I say, I'm going to like, just live through you for a while because yeah. it's going to be cool. It's gonna be Dude, cool. you got to get your you got to get your pilot license. So I did have Duh, to get my I FAA pilot license for drones. So we actually might be working together a little bit. Yes. Um, because you know I've talked to some of the people. The I guess it's them, right? It is them. Um. Yep. 
about doing some filming for them just would be fun to like film properties and stuff. So yep. who knows? We might actually be working together professionally. You never it'd be, know. It'd be awesome. It'd be awesome. We'll get, if you we'll get, get if you get a huge property in Texas and like they're gonna come and film, you gotta request that I'm on the job. Like Dave has to be on the job. Has to be. I mean, there are some huge properties in Texas. Oh, I'm um, sure. In fact, the I'm biggest, sure. yeah, the largest property that uh, Whitetail Properties, I believe, has ever sold, sold last year in South Texas. It was a huge Jeez. ranch. Huge ranch. Wow. I bet. I bet. It's coming. It's coming, it's coming for you. And I'll be there. <laughs> I'll be there to film it all. I'll be there. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. And thanks to everybody for listening again tonight. We're um, up against like an hour and 15 tonight, but uh, we'll uh, try and get some more you know, regular, get, get some more regular episodes out there and they get some guests on again. Um, now that we're kind of, our life has settled down a little bit. Life's always going to be life, but uh, we're going to do the best we can to get some more episodes yeah, out for sure. We are. It was definitely just like, uh, for both of us, just like a little bit over the top of busy busyness, <laughs> I would say. Um, yeah. So it is always going to be busy. And I, and we, we understand that and and we really need to be committed to doing this. But uh, but that was a crazy. It was a crazy time. It was yeah, a crazy time. But definitely, we're coming out of it. We're, we're coming out of it, and before you know it, dude, we'll be in the deer woods. You'll Ooh, be man. You'll be walking out your back door, going to your tree stand, bro. Think I about just, that. Let that I settle can't. in. I can't. It, it just doesn't feel real. It doesn't it's, feel real. Well, it's so funny, and I don't mean to drag this out, but dude. <laughs> I was still on Dave's trail cameras, which is awesome. I could see all the deer. <laughs> and this other day, I see this, you know, it pops up on my email notification. I look and there's a doe walking in front of the camera. And behind it, you see Dave's back porch. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's a that's a short drag. <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it's it's pretty oh. wild. It's pretty wild, but it's cool, man. I'm ready. You, I'm ready. you, you won't shoot one in your pajamas this year. I could happen. That could happen. Get the like opening of rifle. Anything's on the table at that Dude, point. Dude, anything. Anything. Uh, I might have to come out for rifle this year. You should. It'd be good. That would actually be really fun. Probably it go would up be. there because there's probably a lot of pressure on that land next to you. Yeah, if we got behind that mountain, we could uh, we could get into some stuff. It'd be fun. I'm about to do rifle this year, right behind the house. Could do that. Could All right. Do that. Well, don't even have to leave it. the house. No, no. <laughs> so my back porch, the cup of coffee, and then my slippers. Yep, and a thirty out six is ready to roll. <laughs> that thing needs needs to eat something. It does. Dude. It's, it's been sitting in the cabinet way too long. Yeah, we we need to make that happen. Yeah, make that all right, happen. dude. All right, man. Well, we're gonna leave it go here. Thanks everybody again for watching or listening or whatever you're doing, and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. God bless. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date with everything happening at Rooted Outdoors.